Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Well, I have to say, I've heard of you, but I'm not too familiar with your show. The Bob and Jerry Show with Bob. My wife comes to the door, and she just wants to jerk me around just to see what happens. And Sherry. I can't believe a woman would do that to you. And now, from the palatial Bob and Sherry Studios, it's Bob and Sherry. Yay, Friday. we got the People's Movie Critic coming up with Argyle. That's in the next hour. We have comedian... Kristen Linder on the show today. We're going to talk about being able to control your dreams. But can we just touch base as a, as someone who comes from a very broken, chaotic, dysfunctional family? Boy, I have never felt like I could relate to the royals more than in the past 48 hours. So mm-hmm. Prince Harry, King Charles has cancer. Uh, uh, the Princess of Wales has vanished after a mysterious abdominal surgery and will not be seen again apparently until Easter and Prince Harry jumped on a plane, flew 11,000 miles from LA to London, spent 30 minutes with his father and then uh, checked himself into a hotel. And then the next morning flew back home to Los Angeles. Wow. So yes, that was it. And according to, um, I did a deep dive. Let's see what the, the, uh, press that covers the royals say let's see what the anti-royal press says and i looked at it all and i boiled it all together and here's what came out harry took it upon himself when he heard the news that charles had cancer to get on that plane he was not asked to come and he was not welcome when he arrived so charles and camilla were um planning charles had just had some sort of uh treatment um, undisclosed, and they were planning to go to their house in the north of England, in Norfolk, to recuperate and um, had to wait for Harry to get there. A 30-minute conversation. Camilla was not in the room. It was just Charles and Harry. And then they left, and Harry went and checked into a hotel. I will remind you that the British royal family has um, Kensington Palace, Buckingham Palace, um, Clarence House, uh, all the properties at Windsor. Are you telling me that there weren't clean sheets on a single bed in any of their homes that Harry had to go check into the courtyard by Marriott? The, The signaling here is the signaling here is Harry, you are disowned. And when Charles dies, you might as well be Harry Smith because William is done with his brother that seems to be the overall take and that is what it kind of looks like thoughts 
Well, I've been to Buckingham Palace with it. you. With you, I've been to Buckingham Palace. It's a big house. It's a it's a very it's so big <laughs> on the property that the Queen, when uh, she lived there, had a smaller house behind Buckingham, but on the grounds of Buckingham Palace, where they actually lived. So there are room after there's room after room after room after room. There's no way that there was not one nice suite that he could have stayed in. So that's kind of not welcome. Yeah, Yeah, he's clearly not welcome. I think that, you know, we were talking about amongst ourselves about, you know, what's what's really going to go down with this Um, when Charles goes. That's it. Prince Harry is he and Meghan Markle better figure out how to make a living. Because there is no return to waving and cutting ribbons for him. William he, is he, never- he evidently has. They've figured it out. Have you seen an aerial shot of the house they live in in Montecito, oh, yeah. California? Holy they have a giant cow. mortgage on that, Bob. They have a giant yeah. mortgage on that. Yeah. That, no matter that which way you come down. No matter which way you come down on this, right or wrong, I got to give it to Harry for getting on the plane. Going and see he he did what he should have done. He did what he's supposed to do in this situation. Their reaction and whatever. I I don't know all what I'm not in the middle of that, but I have to give him kudos for getting on a plane and going over there. Agreed. Can can I, I get can I, I get I on the royal too. side with this for just a minute? And that is mm-hmm. yeah. they may not want to tell him anything because he's kind of had a history of telling things. So they True. may yeah. they may be like, hey. This is private. You have demonstrated that you can't that you can't keep things private, this, no matter how bitter you are. So we're not going to share anything with you. Max that Max, that Great Max point. is the perspective of the journalists that cover the royal family. They're like, well, first of all, there's something really weird going on with Catherine, the Princess of Wales. There's a, just a weird hush hush there. And they don't trust Harry with that information. No. And and to your point, Max, why would they? Yes. Why would they? Yeah. It's true. So the other thing, and I, I just uh, I saw this this morning early, was um, a royal commentator saying that Prince Charles um, has had a longstanding um, disregard for chemotherapy. He thinks it's poison. And this man said, this commentator said, the king will not be one for chemotherapy. He prefers herbal remedies and potions. And I, I'm looking at this guy and I'm like, it's 2024 and we're talking about a king wanting potions? Yeah, yeah. I, I know I'm not high. Like, what yeah. reality timeline is this? Right. So, yeah, I think the drama is just getting dialed back up again. Listen, I, you know I, me. I, mm. I'm I'm all about a, 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 a good... Remedy, home remedy, but uh, our spirtati can only do so much. I mean, it cannot. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's a humble, it it's a humble tuber. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, that's it right. Well said. Yeah. We got morons in the news. We got morons in the news coming up. It's Bob and Sherry. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, fun size, and more with the free Bob and Sherry app. Nice to have everybody with us. I think just about everyone listening right now was uh, aware of the news story a couple of weeks ago, where the door panel of an Alaskan Airlines flight blew Ooh. off midair. But first, go to bobandsherry.com to nominate a teacher to win a summer vacation from Visit Florida to stay at Margaritaville Beach Resort in fabulous Fort Myers Beach, Florida. 
So we all know that it flew off and it landed, thank God it didn't kill anybody, in a suburban neighborhood. This is the headline. Faulty door panel on Alaska Airlines flight had no bolts installed, says NTSB in a preliminary report. None. Let me me read it again. The door panel on the Alaska Airlines Boeing 737 that blew off midair had no bolts installed on the door plug. What? They just put the damn thing on and didn't bolt it. If I didn't know better, Bob, I would think I was having a fever dream and that you and I worked at Boeing. Because... That just sounds like the, the you, y'all didn't put the bolts in. Did you think the door was going to stay there by magic? Like what? It is uh, absolutely uh, shocking. Uh, photo Somebody documentation. Yeah, yeah, right. One job. Photo documentation obtained from Boeing shows evidence of the left-hand plug closed with no retention hardware or bolts as they're known, in three visible locations. Well, if if that doesn't get your attention, how about this? Um, a passenger aboard a Boeing 787 flying to India. His name is David Parker. This just happened on Monday of this week. He was traveling from Manchester in the UK to India with his fiancée, when he glanced out the window and noticed that one of the wings was covered in duct tape and it was peeling off mid-flight. He pointed it out to his fiancée who said, oh, I wish you hadn't shown me that. That's a woman woman whose chill mental health I would like to know more about. Right. Anyway, they took pictures. Um, They took pictures. And in case you're wondering, yeah, but are you sure it's duct tape, buddy? It's duct tape. Now, Boeing came forward and um, assured the public that that's not just regular duct tape. That's speed tape, which has been approved by the FAA for ready for temporary fixes. And they're using it to fix, quote, paint adhesion issues on some Boeing 787s. So I hear you and I I appreciate that. I don't know about y'all. I don't want to fly from England to India. I don't want to fly from Baltimore to Trenton on an airplane where the wings are covered in duct tape. How about you? And you know, you know who covered it? Phil from the family of Flex products. He got up there. <laughs> oh, if only mean Phil Swift? Yeah. If Phil only. Swift. Yeah. Because he's got a boat that's made out of, uh, you know, the Flex family duct tape. Yeah, right. So now he's in aviate. Are you kidding me? I mean, I'm looking at it here in Wikipedia. It's aluminum pressure sensitive tape used to perform minor repairs on aircraft and racing cars. Yeah. But should, should we be flying like big, long distances at high altitude and fast speeds with it? No. I mean, well, it seems I gotta be temporary. honest. If you think about no bolts, the speed tape would have been better than nothing. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, for sure. Listen, I'm, I'm looking at a picture of it on aircraft, and it is patching a crack, and they're saying that this is, ex- excuse me, is acceptable. 
Is it no, tempor- it is not is it a temporary fix until a more permanent fix can be made? Hmm. No, no, no. Listen, if it's the Memphis Bell and you're coming in hot, okay, I understand. If it's a military situation and you've, you've got to patch it some way, but you should not have a patch like we, that. We have to have somebody who's listening right now that, that has used speed tape who works in the aircraft industry. Yeah, they'll call and reassure us that everything's fine. Yeah, there you go. And by the way, do not disrespect Phil of Flex Seal because I'd feel well, a lot better if Flex Seal was on that door than the complete non-bolt situation that they yeah. sent it out it. with. Yeah, if Phil can yeah. make a boat out of Flex Tape, that would be okay. Hey. Hey, speaking of flying, we got morons in the news next. And today's moron of the day uh, tried to catch a flight in Florida. Buck naked. We have the video. It's Bob and Sherry. Morons in the news is sponsored by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. It's Bob and Sherry. The craziest. Moronic. Asinine. With morons in the news. If you have a Chick-fil-A restaurant near you or if you've uh, gone to one when you've been traveling, you know, they're usually really well run. And the people who work there are so nice. They're so polite. They're so helpful. So this morning in the news story is really sort of different. It's a manager at a Chick-fil-A in Minneapolis-St. Paul's International Airport skimming $140,000 from Chick-fil-A. The guy's job was to go and after hours collect money from two Chick-fil-A's and then put it in a safe. But instead, over the course of two months, and that tells you how much money Chick-fil-A makes, over the course of two months, he skimmed $144,000. His name is Timothy M. Hill Jr. He was arrested, he's in jail, and he's going to have to stay there for a while. I have some suge- one suggestion for Timothy M. Hill Jr., former employee of Chick-fil-A. Timothy, if you're in the gang shower and a guy drops the soap, don't be polite and bend over and say, my pleasure. Just don't do that. <laughs> Forget that you ever worked at Chick-fil-A. Okay? <laughs> a sheriff's Ooh. deputy in Florida responded to a call from a member of the public about some bears in the road and they arrived to find a pair of young Kodiak bears, a species found only in Alaska. This is Florida. The Okaloosa County Sheriff's Office said the caller told dispatchers the bears he spotted at the side of the Old River Road in the Baker area did not appear to be Florida's usual black bears. These cubs were technically about 3,614 miles from where they should be. The Kodiak bears are a subspecies of grizzly bears, and they're unique to the islands in the Kodiak archipelago in Alaska. They are among the largest bears in the world. They weigh up to 1,500 pounds. So the Kodiak cubs were turned over to the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission while they conducted a thorough investigation into how they came to be on the side of the road. The cubs were found to have escaped from an inadequate enclosure at the nearby home of a man who the sheriff's office described as a self-proclaimed bear trainer. The sheriff's office said the owner of the bears (laughs) is facing wildlife violations as a result of the FWC investigation. It was unclear whether the bears would be returned to his property. Well, now that sounds like a good decision. Because if he can't keep them pinned up at 50 pounds, 
I'm pretty sure yeah. at 1,500 pounds, they're going to go pretty much wherever they want to go. So <laughs> you don't need to have them. Yeah, but he the, was an undeclared. What did he call himself? An self-proclaimed, self-proclaimed bear trainer. <laughs> bear trainer. <laughs> All right, let's go to today's moron of the day. The one man TSA didn't have to tell to take off his shoes. His name is Martin <laughs> Eftimoff. He's 36 years old. He pulled up to the Fort Lauderdale International Airport, parked his car on the sidewalk. And busted through the doors of the airport, buck naked and pretty heavily <laughs> intoxicated. Oh, he was wow. strolling through the check-in lanes of Terminal One, and passengers, we have the video, passengers are making it their business to get away from him as fast as they can. He got to the TSA security line, strolled past multiple TSA agents, and then tried to get into a door marked restricted area. He eventually got his way past the TSA screening area to the baggage line where the sheriff's deputy and some TSA agents were waiting for him. And as law enforcement officers went in to subdue him, he began resisting. I mean, we have this guy buck naked in every corner <laughs> of the airport. What's he been charged with? Oh my God, it's a laundry list. Resisting arrest, battery on law enforcement, exposure of his naughty bits, um, misdemeanor disorderly conduct, disorderly intoxication. His mugshot, he looks regretful and intoxicated. And he's been banned forever from the Fort Lauderdale International <laughs> Airport. Did they not charge him for parking on the sidewalk? They'd put me in prison for five years if I parked I on the sidewalk oh, yeah. at an airport. That's the amazing thing with this story. How did he get that far? I think the shock when you watch the yes. video, yeah. the yeah. shock of there you are, you're at the airport, right? And suddenly there's a naked guy stumbling toward the TSA line. The shock yeah. of it, people were just parting like the Red Sea to get away from him. I love him. Um, he got, you know, he's all over the news in Florida, but my favorite is the New York Post calling him the drunken wacko strutting completely naked in Florida airport. You know, it's not nice to call names, but in this case, drunken wacko definitely fits. We'll get him posted yeah. up on the Bob and Sherry Facebook. We have the People's Movie Critic yeah. with his review of Argyle coming up. It's Bob and Sherry. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, and fun side. Just download the free Bob and Sherry app. Nearly three years after state lawmakers made recreational cannabis legal in New Mexico, now they're debating changes in the Cannabis uh, Regulation Act. The big focus is on whether or not to have drive-up sales. Can you still, you know, can you do that? Now, many right. cannabis retailers operating around the state, they're looking for ways to differentiate from the competition and provide better service for customers. One way to do that is offer the drive-through. But lawmakers are split on whether it's a good idea or not. This is really about patient access, uh, one of the senators said. Uh, for some, especially these folks who have children or pets, it's much easier and safer to use the drive-through. Cannabis delivery is not viable in the vast majority of New Mexico. Uh, other lawmakers compared the cannabis drive-through sales with drive-through liquor sales. You've got to be high to think it's a good idea to sell weed to someone in a car <laughs> that you're never going to have an interaction with, no pun intended, the senator said. Some of the arguments I heard today are the exact same arguments the liquor industry made about drive-up windows. 
It would make more sense to compare cannabis drive through to a drive through pharmacy, the other senator said, and not compare cannabis to alcohol. Ultimately, the lawmakers decided to move forward with the idea of allowing the retailers to sell cannabis through a drive through window. The bill needs to be uh, debated by lawmakers uh, before it can go into effect. The governor's got to do everything. But I looked it up. 18 states have drive through cannabis windows. You and if can't. you look up under, yeah, and if you look up under liquor, 30 states have drive through liquor sales. Hmm. Now, we don't have it in our state, but evidently yeah. it's 30 out of 50. That's over half have yeah, drive through yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you know. I, this idea I, I, of the, the objection to selling it to someone in a car. Sir, did you think they came to the dispensary in a horse and buggy? Like... <laughs> They're going to get in a car. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to get in a car. They're going to drive up. They're, that's how they I got mean, there. That's exactly yeah. Oh, sure. There was Bob as a child picking up liquor for his dad on his bicycle. But that's the exception, not the rule. Most people are using a car at the liquor store <laughs> right. yeah. or the dispensary. Right. Yeah. It's just Woo. the newness of everything. I think that's the deal. Everybody's got to get used to it. Yeah, this is Bob and Sherry. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, and fun side. Just download the free Bob and Sherry app. It's time now for the People's Movie Critic and his review of Argyle. Hey, Lamar. Hey. Uh, the director, Matthew Vaughn, he directed the Three Kingsman movies. Uh, and the first Kingsman was fantastic. Uh, the other two were, were passable. I love the trailer for this movie. And if you were a fan of the Kingsman movies, then you know to expect over-the-top action, tons of CGI, along with plot holes you could drive a tractor-trailer rig through blindfolded, and plus, (laughs) more twists than the M. Night Shyamalan Film Festival. Now, if that sounds good to you, this might be your movie. The movie starts off with Agent Argyle, played by Henry Cavill, who still does not get the credit I think he deserves, as a dashing 007 type of agent who puts himself in no-win situations and in the clutches of a beautiful, sexy villain played by Dua Lipa, he is outmanned and he's outgunned and he's seconds away from death and he manages to walk away with the help of his sidekick, Wyatt, who's played comedically by John Cena. The chase scene is stupendous. It's heart-stopping and it's completely unbelievable because it could have never happened. Then we are jerked into reality where Arthur Ellie Conway, played by my movie crush, Bryce Dallas Howard, or as I like to call her, Opie's daughter, uh, reading the (laughs) final pages of her fifth novel at a book signing. It turns out that Ellie's spy book series coincidentally parallels with actual espionage events that are helping the international spy world pay attention to what's going on. It's everything is going and there's no reason for her to be able to do this, but she is, but that's how her novels are so good. Now this puts her in danger of being kidnapped and killed because what they think she knows all of that stands in the way of that is a spy named Aiden who's played by Sam Rockwell and Sam Rockwell is excellent in this. He sweeps in to save her from an evil agency boss who's played by Brian Cranston all of this while Ellie is carrying her Scottish fold cat, Alfie, who's played by <laughs> Chip. I, I, listen, I, I'm intrigued by this. I'm not a cat person, 
But I'm really intrigued by this whole Scottish Fold cat. It's, it's, it's so cool. But at two hours and 19 minutes, it's a little long. It's rated PG-13 for some strong violence and language. I can't give a whole lot more to the plot because there's so many twists and turns, and there's a lot more actors here that we're not talking about. The director secured the rights to the Beatles song, Now and Then, a year before it was released because the song was being developed by Giles Martin, who also served as the movie, uh, the music producer of this movie. So he had access to it. And they use that. They use the song, the Beatles song, twice in the movie. Sam Rockwell, he does a great job as the wisecracking, highly skilled secret agent. Henry Cavill continues to show up in the movie as the movie bounces back and forth between book fiction and reality. Now he was picked for the movie because he looks like he was born to play James Bond. It turns out he was actually on the short list to play James Bond in Casino Royale in 2006 but he was rejected because he was too young. He was 22 at that time. Now, as I said, the movie's a little long. This kind of over-the-top action starts to wear a little bit when combined with those multiple plot holes and all the twists. Bryce was way better in the first 188 minutes, not so much in the last 31. One action scene in particular seems to go on forever. And if you go to this movie, you're going to know what I'm talking about. If you're in need of going to the bathroom, when the colored smoke bombs come out, go ahead. You got plenty of time. That's 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 your cue. Go ahead. Excellent to know. Thank you. Thank you for that. Now I can remember that. This this is not as good as the first Kingman, but it's better than the third Kingman. If that gives you any idea. My score on this is three buds. I enjoyed it. I'm pretty easy to please on action movies. Carla, not so much. My wife, she's like, she's a little tougher, but it was fun. If you want to wait till it hits Netflix, this probably wouldn't hurt you. That's my score. <laughs> Smoke That's trailer's a, so um, good, though. The trailer's so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like how, um, you know, we used to say, Eh, if you want to wait for it to hit DVD, because that was a long wait. That could be two yeah, years yeah. in some like hit movie yeah. cases. But That's now true. you know it'll hit. It'll hit streaming in a minute. Just settle down. Somewhere. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you know, in the time it takes you to find your car keys and pick a theater, it'll be on some <laughs> streaming platform. <laughs> yeah, All right. That's true. That's true. All right, we got comedian Kristen Linder coming up, and the headset that controls your dreams and your weekly astrology. We got it all right here for you Friday. It's Bob and Sherry. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app. So we have a talkback message for you, Lamar, uh, just in time for the Super Bowl on Sunday. It's kind of a football talkback and kind of not. Just the way that the Super Bowl this year is kind of about a football game and kind of not. Hey, Bob and Sherry, have an assignment for the I-team. See if Las Vegas has a bet on how many times Taylor Swift will be shown during the Super Bowl. Would love to know. Catherine from Savannah. Bye. I had those numbers the other day. Do you have them, Lamar? Yeah. Catherine, you're asking if there's one bet. There's 89 <laughs> different ways you can bet on Taylor Swift. Wow. Uh, listen, it used to be that only the most diehard Taylor Swift fans would be interested in what she ate at the concession stand. Right now, you can bet on it. It's a 12 to 1 odds that the biggest pop star in the world will be shown holding and eating a hot dog. Okay? H- how many times will the pop queen be shown during the game? 
Will she wear white, red, or a long shot color? Which Swift song will the CBS broadcast team play first? And of course, the big one. Will Kelsey propose to her at the game? Listen, they put the odds at that at just six to one. He's an idiot if he does that. He's a totally. And he's not going to. She's too good a businesswoman to allow that thing to uh, to happen no. because that's its own thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, will she drink champagne at the Super Bowl after party? Which will have more diamond carrots if he gives her an engagement ring? Will it have more diamonds or will the Super Bowl ring have more diamonds? I mean, it's <laughs> just nuts. It's nuts. You know, I, I just... And, and will, the, will the most valuable player, will it, will it mention Taylor Swift? Well, if he's the most valuable player, he might. But if somebody else is, I wouldn't think so. I mean, it's I, I, crazy. I got to say this about this whole, like, Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, brouhaha. He has been um, – so they're, the both teams, the Chiefs and the 49ers, are in Vegas practicing, prepping for the Super Bowl. And every day they do a round of media. And um, I saw one video, it started from a really wide shot and then it traveled in like on, it was like a drone. All of the reporters were waiting in line to talk to Travis Kelsey and the, and this poor man who is considered one of the greatest, uh, he's a tight end, right, Max? One of the greatest tight ends in the history of the game. Yes. Every question was about his relationship with Taylor Swift and that guy he should be teaching classes in how to be a supportive partner, boyfriend, husband, whatever. That guy fielded every one of those questions with humor and grace. Some, but one of the reporters actually asked him, does it bother you that, that this is all anybody wants to talk about? And he goes, man, I'd be crazy to find anything negative about my life right now. It's fine. It's cool. It's great. <laughs> Yeah. That's a great answer, actually. It is. Yeah. All of answer. his answers were great. Yeah. Um, he was asked by another reporter what it was like, like dating someone so famous. And he said, well, I've learned this. It's one thing to be famous in Kansas City. It's different if you're famous worldwide. Like he, he's just <laughs> humble and funny. Yeah. And instead of getting like salty or pissy or no comment, he, he answers the questions, but he doesn't really like, like he doesn't really spill any tea. You get the feeling that he, there's so much more he could be saying. He doesn't. This guy has been thrown to the wolves and he came away wearing their fur. Like it's just been an amazing thing to watch. Truly, he, he's, yeah. he's handling it almost like one of the members of the British Royal family would handle questions that are personal. You know, he, he, there's a bit of a smile, but there's also a, a hand up blocking you that that's, that's all you're going to be getting. And that takes, that's a gift. What you do wonder if they get married, because I think that she is going to be around a long time. Will that get old after a while? Because he's going to have um, a football career of another, what down. would you say, Max, 10 years? No. If he's lucky. He's on, no. He's, on, yeah. no. He's, he's, he's in his early, he's like 34, I want to say. So he's, he's only had a the, lot of surgeries. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, yeah. he so, says he wants no. to play another year. So Another year. No. So does that, not, when he's not out on the field as a star and his wife is the star, does that get old? Or is it possible for him to morph into something else? He's great he's on already, those Pfizer commercials. He's already morphing. We are just at the beginning of our Travis Kelsey era. 
I are you saying that. he's going to be he's going to be a super uh, hero sort of actor? You know, it wouldn't shock me. Yeah, it would. It wouldn't shock me if he followed a course like The Rock Schwartz out of yeah, pro right. wrestling. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're at the beginning of the Travis era. That is my prediction. I'm going to write it down in case I have to eat these words, which I would not mind doing because anything that tasted like that would be delicious. It's Bob and <laughs> Sherry. Everyone Needs a Laugh is sponsored by Nissan. It is time now for Everyone Needs a Laugh, and let's bring on Kristen Linder. My husband and I, actually, we're taking this as sort of an anniversary trip. My husband and I are going to celebrate our 26th wedding anniversary in a couple of weeks. Yeah. It's a big deal. And uh, we weren't sure he was going to be able to make it because he is a school teacher. He's been a school teacher for 24 years. And he's a state testing in Texas, where we're from. And they do not give you time off for good behavior. So. <laughs> but he actually got to come. So it's very exciting for us. Uh, but it is hard. It is hard because uh, we are trying to keep the romance alive since we've been married for so long. I will tell you that the other night he did say I was really hot. (laughs) And then he told me to move back to the other side of the bed. (laughs) Because he was trying to sleep. (laughs) Going through menopause. (laughs) I am too hot for teacher. teacher that is a tough job for me to be married to it's hard on me he has to wake up at stupid early hours and it's really hard for me to get back to sleep we lots of times that i'll be on the computer trying to make vacation plans and then he'll have to get on so he can make lesson plans or whatever. It's hard. Yeah, I had to repeat the seventh year of our marriage. Because he caught me cheating. doing laundry and I was just for breezing every <laughs> I do try to be a good mom I do try when my kids were little I only had two at the time one of my friends found out I had kids he didn't have kids he had no idea what parenting meant but he decided to give me some parenting advice anyway He said, Kristen, you know what you need to do? Now that you have kids, you have got to get your kids pets. Because pets are very important when you have children. Pets teach your kids responsibility. They're educational. Run out and get your children at least one pet. Yeah, thank you, hillbilly Dr. Phil. (laughs) So I took his advice, but we were in an apartment, and all we could have, according to our lease, was hamsters. So I took my two small children to go pick out one hamster. That was the plan. But you don't take two kids to get one anything. (laughs) 
So I took them to the pet store. We get the door. We get to the door. They each beeline in opposite directions, and before I can catch up with them, they've fallen in love with a different hamster. And I'm like, oh. So I asked the kid working there to check them and make sure that they're both girl hamsters, because we can only afford one cage. And the bee, the birds, and the bees, and hamster husbandry was a little more education than we were looking for. <laughs> And this kid checked him. He said, you're good to go, ma'am. These are two female hamsters. You've got two girl hamsters right here. So we bought those two hamsters and the cage, and we took them home. And my daughters named them Hope and Joy, and it was adorable for about three weeks. And I thought they were having little hamster slumber parties and a hamster sorority house, and it was Cairo Denta. I don't know what I thought. <laughs> I was all excited. For about three weeks, until it turned out that Joy was a boy. <laughs> and we had hamster babies. And that's when it got educational. Because I don't know if y'all know this, but hamsters eat their young. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it got real educational real quick. Then I had to explain to my small children why this mommy hamster ate her baby hamsters. I said, well, see, the mommy hamster, she knew that there was something wrong with her babies. And so she had to eat them. which is gross, I know that. But it really has helped out a lot with the discipline at my house. <laughs> Kristen Lindner. She's funny. Hey, that listen to this. Good. Don't forget, we got the teacher's contest with Visit Florida nominated teacher at bobandsherry.com to win a trip from Visit Florida to the fabulous Margaritaville Beach Resort in beautiful Fort Myers Beach. This is Bob and Sherry. The Bob and Sherry website. The Oddcast. Contest info. BobandSherry.com Some people online have shared life-changing habits that massively improve their mental health. And here we go. Learning to say no. Let go and stop sweating the small stuff. This person, I quit teaching high school. I got divorced. So much less stress. I finally stopped smoking. Knowing it's okay to leave some people behind in your life. Cardio for at least 30 minutes, preferably in the sunlight or at least outdoors. Having a non-toxic job. I got bullied for as long as I can remember at school, at home, at work. My current job is the best paying and least stressful thing I have ever had in my life. I love life. Getting out of an abusive relationship. Practicing gratitude deliberately. I began thinking of three distinct things I was grateful for every night before falling asleep. You just you just chirped in. You you're behind that pretty good, right, Lamar? I'm big on Practicing. that. I'm big on that. Yeah. Yeah. This one is really interesting and it's kind of sad in a way. Ditching my old friends who didn't take me seriously after a tragedy. I am no longer going to be able to relate 
and be kind to them. If you treat me terribly, you're out of my life. You know, if somebody is going through something and and they're a friend and you just you ignore it, that is not a good thing. This person said, here's what's changed my life. Regular walks have improved my mental health a ton. You see more and more of that online. People saying just going out, don't just, you know, saunter around, have a pretty good clip and you will feel better. Also, understanding it's perfectly normal to have bad days. Having pets. My pets have helped me more times than I can count. And as far as that goes, um, Max has more pets than he can count. So he's a double winner right there. Swapping social media and instant streaming music for vinyl records. That's interesting. It's just something that is uh, a peace of mind thing. So there you go. There's a few to work on. It's Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry books, swag, and the mother of all mothers merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. It is talk Talk back time. time. (laughs) 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 It is talk back time, and you can call us on the phone at 844-52-SHERRY. That's 844-52-SHERRY. Or if you have our app, which is awesome because you can listen to the show and all the podcasts and everything. There's a little microphone in the bottom center of the screen. Tap it and talk, and the app will do the rest. The other day you were talking about knowing each other's love language. I completely think that's so true. My husband loves it when I pretend I'm Amish, and I wash the dishes by hand instead of using the dishwasher. And I wash my car by hand instead of going to the car wash. I hang the clothes on the line instead of using the dryer. Walking to church instead of driving. All these things make him so, so happy. And if I really want to make him happy, I'll wear a flannel work boots and a ball cap. And he is super happy. I love the show. Bye, guys. They're going to be married forever. I don't know who they wow. are, but they are going to be married forever. She knows who he is. Well, he is he's the most specific man alive. Because <laughs> yeah. I have lived a long time and have never heard a woman go, yeah, my husband really gets turned on if if I pretend I'm Amish. Girl, what? <laughs> like, I've never. She, I, I'm going to bet she knows how to make a shoe fly by. <laughs> I'm going to bet. <laughs> do you think her husband? Baby do you love. think her husband is just the guy that uh, doesn't want to waste uh, the Earth's resources, and that she I, fights no. it? No, that's not the feeling that I got. I got, nope. but you know, but he's easy because on his birthday, it's like. Baby, today I'm going to be churning our butter. <laughs> yeah, right. To please. Well, what's what's up with the guy? If if he's not doing that or or encouraging that for the uh, saving of resources, why is the guy into that? With his he wife? might he might just be very um, turned on by like old fashioned stuff. Maybe in his last life he was an Amish farmer and he just. He doesn't like these modern English ways, you know. He I, wants to see think, people live off the land. I think he's a fan of the hat. I think he's a fan of the hat, the Amish hat. Once he started wearing that, he got her into it. There, There is a distinctive Amish hat, isn't there? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that, that flat top thing. I saw an Amish family over the summer, and they were in a supermarket at the beach. And and they had on uh, the woman had on the long dress, you know, the uh, prairie sort of dress. Uh, the kids 
had on the suspenders and and they're buying stuff like cocoa puffs because i looked in their uh cart cocoa puffs and you know stuff that you would say an average family i guess would be buying and they came to the beach and and it was hot and they had a lot of black on i thought wow except the lady had a a colorful uh dress on it's it's funny when you see they might be Mennonite, you know, where they, yeah. they are in both worlds, you know, where you yeah, observe certain yeah. things, but can eat Cocoa Pops right. and still go to the beach. Right. Yeah, that's probably true. I forget about the Mennonites. So that's their deal. The, the Mennonites are like Amish light. Um, that's, I guess that's a really simple way of putting it. I had a professor at Temple who grew up um, in an Amish family like true Amish family in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and mm-hmm. um, went on his Rumspringa, which Lamar is very familiar with. Lamar, would you like <laughs> to tell everyone what Rumspringa is? Because this is one of your favorite things. <clears throat> well, <clears throat> Rumspringa is when you've been raised Amish, you've done everything Amish, and you reach this certain age, and before you go into manhood, they give you an opportunity to go live in the world. Just go experience the world and get a taste of it, and then you're supposed to come back. I don't know what the percentage is of coming back. Um, it's pretty high. I, don't know. I think it's, it's pretty high. high. It yeah. is so high. I had, so my professor went on his rumspringa and decided while he was out in the world that he wanted to stay in the world, but but had reverence for his um, Amish upbringing and his family. So he became sort of an expert in Amish culture. He's published all these books on it and everything. And he talked, I took a couple of classes with him and he talked about how um, it's very difficult if you've been raised like hardcore, no electricity, horse and buggy Amish. It's very difficult to go all the way into the world. And so he knew he had a lot of relationships with people that had left like the hardcore Amish life, but had settled into what you're describing, where they didn't give up everything, but Cocoa Puffs are good and the beach is fun. And so there was like a little bit of both. And I think mm-hmm. it depends on the sect, right, that you're mm-hmm. in. Yeah. Yeah. But this guy, this um, our caller's husband, who that really turns him on. I think if he was an environmentalist, she would have mentioned it. Because you're all about yeah. the environment. And I have never right. once heard you tell Mary that she needs to wash the dishes by hand and walk to the store. What, are you kidding? <laughs> are you kidding? Because <laughs> yeah. you're an environmentalist, not a death wish. Yeah, right, yeah, right. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> hey, coming up on the show, how would you like to go to bed every night wearing a headset that lets you control your dreams? It's Bob and Sherry. Just in time for Love Month at the Bob and Sherry store, we have plush animals wearing a Bob and Sherry caricature shirt. We have bunnies, bears, jaguars, lions, and pandas. Oh, my. If you'd like to pick up one for the love in your life or you want to get one for yourself, all you have to do is go on over to the Bob and Sherry store, conveniently located on the shop tab at bobandsherry.com. Leave us a talk back. talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. You can win yourself a me party box. And what is that? Well, during Love Month at BobandSherry.com, get yourself some vanilla chocolate chip scones from the scone goddess. We love her so much. And a Maine Needham's sampler pack. 
most delicious candies I have ever had. And more. If we were working late and I, I can't go out and get something, you know, I'm going to eat, eat right here. So I like to kind of mix it up. I don't want to eat a lot of processed foods, but I try to get good processed foods. And I found, uh, at, I go to two grocery stores, a regular grocery store once in a while, kind of a fancy one because they have certain things that I like. Um, and I saw this new product. I'm not going to name the company because, you know, good luck to them. But uh, they really uh, kind of blew my mind when I ate their baked ziti. I was going to have the baked ziti because Mary was out with her girlfriends. And it, on the box, it says uh, vegetarian, keep frozen, baked ziti, better than homemade. Our mouth-watering take on this traditional dish is generous with cheese and rich on flavor. So I had some raw broccoli and I had some blueberries and I went, all right, well, I'm going to eat this. It's, you know, probably not really good for me at all. And on the back of it, but, but it looks tasty on the back of it. Uh, there's a customer, a picture of a customer, a woman from Tucson, Arizona. Love you. Your frozen products are some of the best I've ever eaten, especially your Mac and cheese. So I went, all right, that looks good. And then trusted deliciousness since 2003. I wasn't impressed with that. Are, are you impressed when somebody says, um, you know, Louis Restaurant since 2015? No, no, maybe 1915, but not 2015. So I wasn't impressed with that. But then they went on and they said, for 20 years, our delicious foods have created remarkable everyday moments around your table. We all... We only use the best ingredients. We have a high bar for deliciousness. We operate as a good corporate citizen, creating value for our customers, our employees, and our partners. So I want, you they, know. They have already overpromised as far as I'm concerned. I know. <laughs> for frozen pasta. Boy, I'm having it. If a dish of frozen pasta is going to create remarkable special memories around my dinner table, I'd like to meet it. Like it, this it, is already over the top. It doesn't stop there. Uh, also on the box for nearly 20 years, uh, the name of the company has invested more than $4 million into our foundation, equipping over 200,000 kids uh, and helping them decode food packaging and marketing messages so that they can make smart food choices for life. As soon as I read that, I went, this has got to be the greatest ziti ever made, except for maybe one in The Sopranos by Karen. Um, and so I said, I'm going to get it. And so I, uh, I got it. It's fairly good size, like dinner portion for uh, two people could share it, but I ate the whole thing. And then I dug in, and it was the saltiest taste I have ever had in my life. And I like salty stuff. I like, you know, potato chips. I don't buy them anymore. I like French fries if they're salty. I don't buy them that much anymore. And I, I never look on, on the nutrition fact box, but I did. I said, there's something about this. Sodium, 117% of your sodium intake <laughs> for the day. A hundred and seventeen percent. That well, means you're saver. over. The, you're over the top, <laughs> but you can't eat anything else the rest of the day. Nothing. Did it? Was it as delicious and remarkable? And did it create lasting, lifelong memories for you? 
Yeah, it, it 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 created panic that my blood pressure is now off the charts is what it did. I'm never going to buy it again. It was the saltiest thing I've ever tasted in food, either homemade or or processed. I can't believe they're in business selling that. It, uh, you know, if you're a, a person that doesn't love salt, you you wouldn't eat one bite after you tried the first one. It was it was just over the top. I can't believe I wonder, that I'm at at the point where I am checking these nutrition fact things. I'm just wondering what remarkable family. Somebody get Papa a glass of water. Like, what are these remarkable <laughs> I know. family moments we're creating with this? I know. Maybe it's maybe the, maybe their audience is smokers because smokers hey. have difficulty tasting salt, right? They need to rethink that whole foundation where they're teaching kids to read labels because as soon as kids get to fourth grade and learn about percents, yeah. they're not going to be buying it. They're not. They're oh, not, no. not going to. So that was that was kind of a, a head dodge for me right there. Not buying that one anymore. It's Bob and Sherry. Can you believe this is sponsored by Easy Cater? Order food for your work at easycater.com. You read it once. I don't believe that. And you read it again. I can't believe this. It's Bob and Cherry's. I believe this. Shit. I believe this. There is a product coming out next year called the Halo AI headband. And I'm going to tell you what it is, but I'm going to tell you that I think it is a terrible, horrific sci fi horror movie dystopian idea. Okay, so <laughs> you put this headband on and it allows you to control lucid dreaming. Now think about that for a second. You put this headband on and you can control and, and be present in your dream. It sounds great. I mean, it sounds like a very good movie, like maybe the sequel to inception, but the idea of zapping your brain with electrical current in the hopes of, you know, knowing that you're a flying penguin. I don't know. I don't know. It I, just I hate seems the idea. like. I, I hmm. don't dream about being a flying penguin, but seemingly in my dreams, and for some reason I've been dreaming a lot more in the last couple of weeks, a lot going on. Um, my dreams just always seem to be kind of dark in a way, like I'm struggling, you know, in some sort of a strange office or house. Well, wait a minute. That was the last station I worked at. But anyway, you were awake um, for that. Yeah. Yeah. I was awake for that. And, uh, and I didn't like it. And I don't think I want to be a part of, of some sort of a battle. I, I was telling my husband, I dreamed the other night that we had a puppy and in my dream, I knew that this was a terrible idea. I was like, oh, we have a puppy. Oh, look at the puppy's face. Why do we have a puppy? We can't have a puppy right now. You can't even walk. Oh, but the puppy lives here. I don't know what the puppy's name was. And in my dream, I was like, I love this puppy. Why do we have this puppy? And I woke up in a cold sweat because I love dogs, but I want to rescue one that's not quite a puppy, right? Because how many more things can I take care of in this house? So I mean, I, I I get the lucid dreaming thing where you are aware that you're dreaming and you can shape the dream. And the way that this thing works is kind of trippy. 
it uses the same technology that they use for EEGs. So it records the electro electrical activity in your brain. And then they also put you through this functional MRI. And when they have like all of your brain electrical data, then you can use this head headset to influence the way that your dream goes. So Bob, for you having like a, a bad dream, kind of a scary dream where mm-hmm. you're trapped in this building or house and you can't get out and people are scary or whatever in your dream, you could shape it. You could change the plot line, but it just seems to me like, like, okay, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. Do you, do you realize that science doesn't know why we sleep or why we dream? Like we don't even know those two fundamental truths. Why do human beings need so much sleep and why do we dream? So since we don't know the answers to either of those two things, is it the most awesome idea to strap this thing on your head and mess with your brain while you're asleep? Let's discuss. Okay, here's here's my here's my problem right off the bat. So you're you're saying that I get into my scary dream, right? I'm at the mm-hmm. old station and uh, there's a couple of creeps and and you know, I'm in a meeting and it's going poorly and I'm reflecting badly in the meeting. And you're saying that I can control that situation in my own real life. I have not been able to control a lot of situations. What is the likelihood that I'm going to do that in a dream? Well, that's the thing. Like we, I just think it's, we're messing, we're messing with some hardcore stuff here. And my favorite part about this, the company that is putting this out there, they are in what they call beta testing. But they're t- only beta testing people that have already put down a deposit to buy the headset. So it's not real science is it? It's not real medical-ish, is it? No. Because instead it, no. of testing this in a, in a really, truly, like, ethical way, of what kind of impact this is going to have on people's brains and their sanity and their waking life and their REM sleep and a million other things, they're going... Oh, yeah, we're testing it, but only with the people that have already paid for it. This seems to me like the plot of what is going to be a fantastic Christopher Nolan movie, but not something that you would actually want to strap onto your own noggin and take no. for a test drive. No. I mean, if if I were to do it, I want to have those studies coming out of Yale or Harvard, I think. You're messing I, I, with well, something you might not ought to mess with. I mean, yeah, just saying. I mean, just I'm saying. no fan of big pharma, but I, like, get me Smith Klein data. This is like some tech startup in Silicon Valley, and a bunch of bros going, uh, "Yeah, you can totally control your dreams." I don't know, folks. I don't know, and it's not even that expensive. So I feel like we're in for a really wild ride when this thing hits the market. We'll post it up on Facebook. It's Bob and Sherry. She's done it again. Sherry Lynch named one of the most influential women in radio. It's Bob and Sherry. Sherry. So I'm going to tell you some little white lies that people have posted online. And you tell me whether or not it's ethical or not ethical. Here's the first one. My girlfriend can't sleep sometimes. I told her there's a pressure point on her lower neck that if pressed, induces sleepiness. When she can't sleep, I will press it, and it's a placebo to get her tired and falling asleep. 
Next one. I've never told my husband what a horrible dancer he is. Horrible. Think Elaine on Seinfeld. He always wants to dance, but I usually tell him I'm tired and that my feet hurt. If the dance floor is crowded, I will dance with him, but only in the middle of the dance floor, surrounded by other people. I think that's what my wife Mary does to me. She loves to dance, and I know this, and we were at a wedding, and I said, hey, come on, let, let's go out and, uh, and let's dance. Oh, I'm just going to go get a drink right now. And then I see her out there with two or three of her girlfriends. She's doing just, that to me. Can I just say, if you got a man that wants to dance... I don't care if he's a terrible dancer. You jackpot. Go. Girl, you just Go. won. Go. I, just I think won. she feels also that I don't want to dance and that I'm just doing it for her. And she wants to relieve me of that. But I see through that. I see through that. You know, I, I'm, I'm off subject here. But if I, if I could do it all over again, if I was like 15, 16, 18 years old, I would take dance lessons. Because women love a guy who dances. We do. I can't lie. We do. You do. I would take, we do. And, and, you know, I, I, I'm not a great, I, I'm okay, but I really don't know formal steps and everything. And I don't, I don't do well learning new dances. I would have put some money and become a dancer. And I go to a party and I grab whoever it is I want. And I'm out on the dance floor. All her friends are going, oh, that is so cool. Guys, there's I'm a, telling you, do There's it. a video that's viral right now all over the place. And it's like, men think women want these buffed up gym rats. But here's what we really want. And it's her husband just killing the wobble at the company holiday party. This guy yeah. is so yeah. good. It's exactly what that's we want. That's it. That is exactly what they want. It's Bob and Sherry. Use the talk back, feature talk back feature on the free Bob and Sherry app and leave us a message. When I was single, I never went online to meet anybody. I met people either through friends or bumped into somebody at a wine bar. That's how I met my wife, Mary. And it had to be face to face. Part of it was, I don't know, it just wasn't for me. And the other part, and please don't take this the wrong way, you know, I, in certain places I am somewhat well known. And so the idea of going, hey, look, this this is that jerk on the radio. He he want he want, he wants to date me. You know, I just I couldn't put myself there. So I was really surprised when a big star actually goes online to meet people. And I'm talking about Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone uh, got divorced. I guess Sharon's around sixty, something like that. She looks fantastic. In her um, early mid sixties, yeah, early mid sixties. Uh, she does not hide her identity when she goes on a dating app. She is Sharon Stone, the star of Basic Instinct and the star of Casino and, and just so many really big blockbuster movies. Total Recall. Total Recall. Yep. That's exactly right. She was speaking to London's The Times in an interview, and she said um, the results have been mixed for her, with as, as I guess they are for most people. They've been mixed for her. She said one of the men that Stone met turned out to be, quote, a heroin, heroin addict and uh, had clearly been into it a while. He told me he had 20,000 injections of heroin um, in his past and uh, sent me his picture. Um, 
we were out, another, another person, we were out to uh, dinner for the first time, you know. I tell the waiter, I'll have a glass of water. He had a cocktail. And she said to him, I'm sorry, I can't stay. I, I don't know if uh, she's allergic to alcohol or what the deal was, but that was a deal breaker uh, for her. Others have been very interesting. Quote, I was almost like a therapist, she said. One guy whose wife told him she wanted a divorce, they had two kids, and he was struggling to process it. And another had broken up with his girlfriend. She had gotten pregnant, and instead of marrying, uh, she got an abortion. He was still very much in love with her. I helped both these men to process this. It was really rewarding for them and for me. I don't know how to explain it. I got to tell you, that woman is an angel. Can you imagine being out on a date and, and you spend the entire date trying to process the woman that's across the table from you's breakup, you know, with a, with a with a former husband or a boyfriend or something? That is not a sexy way to start the date, but she did it. Uh, I mentioned she doesn't try to uh, hide her uh, identity. She's a mother of three, and she said, this is the year that I want to fall in love. A hundred percent. And so that's where uh, she stands right now. She, she also said that because of poor investments and whatnot, she's lost most of her money that she made kidding? making movies. Yeah, that. she's not in great financial shape. Just with poor investments. Poor My investments. God, she's made and tens of millions of dollars over you know, the years. Some certainly. of that. Well, they, you yeah. start a lifestyle that you, you know, and if you're not still making movies, then, it's, you know. I mean, I don't know. Could you take a shot at dating uh, Sharon Stone? I would be so overwhelmed. Yeah. I would be, you know, I would, I would be yeah. sitting across from the table of her, you know, having a cup of cocoa. <laughs> you know, you know I think I just, the best way would be to say, Sharon, let, let me just say that uh, I'm going to try not to be starstruck. Thank you for coming out with me. I'm going to try to get this out of the way because otherwise, you know, there's really nothing here. I think you'd have to be real. At the top of it. Yeah. Yeah. And then just see what happens. It'd be very now, cool, though, to go Bob, to your high I'm school not, reunion with her. I'm not going to be real at the top of it. I want her to go out with me again. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, but seriously, suppose you got a few dates, you know, and she still, you know, you know, still wants to date you and your high school reunion comes up. And you walk through the door, you know, with Sharon, Sharon Stone. Stone. Wouldn't that be great? Uh, it would be great. Would be There's fantastic. no question about it. Well, Sharon, as people, I like to say, go ahead. A lot of people would say, who's that woman with Lamar? <laughs> <laughs> I hope she wears uh, pants and not a dress. Uh, Sharon, all I can say is good luck to you. It's Bob and Sherry. Here's Bob and Sherry with Charlie King and the Zippy Zodiac. All right, Sherry is not with us right now. She'll be back very soon, but uh, we're going to uh, forge ahead because we want to know what is in the stars for us for the coming days. And Charlie, let's start off, of course, with Aries. Even though you're used to being the solo warrior, it's all about collaborating with others. So you could make a connection with someone based on an upcoming project which gets you extra excited about the future. Unless you hate people. Solo warrior, <laughs> that, is, that, is, that is such an interesting way to describe somebody. And I think we've all, we may be that person, the solo warrior. And then Taurus. Taurus is next. 
Your commendable dedication, Taurus, to your professional growth could have repercussions in the more personal areas. So this is the week to kind of purposely carve out time away from your desk and give it to the people that you love the most. Boy, that is great advice. I don't care what your sign is. Sometimes we just get so caught up in what we're doing and things get kind of rough and uh, you take it out on the people around you with uh, just a bad attitude. Very good advice. Gemini. Gemini, you've got a strong urge to explore. And whether that's dreaming of distant lands or hoping for some kind of fun adventure, if you can't physically embark on a crazy quest, then this week you need to embrace spontaneity and throw routine out of the window by doing something that nobody else is going to expect of you. Excellent. Cancer. Cancer, you're actively seeking change in your personal world, and this could be done in a fun and exciting way by renewing something old or in a fierce and powerful way by strongly asserting yourself where others least expect it. Over to Leo, which is July 23rd through August 22nd. I dated uh, a person for quite a while who was... uh, a Leo. What uh, what is she going to be looking at? Well, this week, Leo is obviously one of the strongest zodiac signs, but this week they're more willing to compromise with others. And this is a very heart-led energy, which is focused on commitment and loves the idea of love. This could bring either a completely new relationship or elevate the seriousness of an existing one. Wow, that's heavy stuff. And now the greatest sign of all, Virgo <laughs> the Virgin. So Virgo... You could be on the verge of cutting out some less healthy habits and working on being your best thriving self when suddenly a friend or a loved one tempts you with something indulgent this week. That is a big test of your resolve. And this something might just be way too enticing for you to pass up. So maybe consider this your your cheat week. So you were thinking of giving up, I don't know, let's say red wine, and then you're invited to a party and of course the alcohol is flowing, then you're just going to say, well, I'll give it a shot again next week. That's kind of been my life for the last 20 years. So uh, <laughs> you're right on the uh, you're right on the money there. Libra. So Libra, your energy wants fun rather than work and responsibility. So maybe consider taking some time off or cash in some PTO or otherwise create free space to indulge in and explore new hobbies. This is a week where others kind of pitch in and they shoulder the burden so you can really let your hair down more. Oh, I wish that were mine. Others shouldering the burden and me starting a new hobby. That's a good one if you're a Libra. Scorpio. Scorpio. So the universe has been standing in your way recently and it's either a person. (laughs) It's either a person or people that are trying to prevent you from moving forward. But this could be the first week that you start to get ready to challenge that opposition. And your saving grace is really having a passion project to throw yourself into. So collaborating on something creative with others, which could take your mind off of the mess. There's your that's, marching see, orders I'm, there, See, Max. that's when I'm in, a, I'm in a play that opens this weekend. And so that's what it's oh. all about. Oh, there it is. That's, so, that's cool. Listen, she always finds something. And I go, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. You said that last week, too. You're right. Sagittarius. So Sagittarius might be juggling multiple projects and it could make you a bit scatterbrained. But if you find a way to keep yourself focused and organized, then this busy kind of week opens some doors to some really cool developments. You might want to just be mindful of potential headaches or migraines during this highly active time. Capricorn. Capricorn, you're determined to build strength, security and stability, which is always the Capricorn goal. But... 
This week, there's somebody vying for your attention, or they could be acting out or behaving childishly because they're eager to be the center of your focus. So make sure you set some boundaries. Uh, Aquarius. Aquarius, you can feel a surge of energy because this week there's actually five major planets in your sign, which is crazy busy. Um, Your enthusiasm might be on the high side and you're focused on new beginnings. If restlessness and agitation get the better of you, though, you could be accident prone. So please be extra cautious. All right. And we finish up with Pisces. Pisces, even though this is kind of the season of connecting with others, you're more inclined to seek solitude. The company of others could actually be draining to you and challenges in sleep could occur. And really, the universe just wants you to focus on self-love and self-care, because as of next week, things really begin to fire up for you. Wow, what a great week for Pisces, being left the hell alone and concentrating on yourself. (laughs) That's great. Charlie, once again, as always, thank you very much. Overall, looks like a pretty good week for most folks out there. Thank Mm -hmm. you. That's the Zippy Zodiac. This is Bob and Sherry. Now, let's open up the Bob and Sherry Archive Vault. So when is the best time to get a woman, if you're a guy, interested in romance? What is the best time? When they're desperate and sad? (laughs) When I leave for work? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Are Are we done? Can we move along to the answer? You know, we're just trying to participate. You're so judgy. There's no pleasing him, is there? Oh, my God. Why are you so hard to get along with? A new study from the University of California, San Diego, I got this out of Time magazine, found that women are most into lovemaking right after they eat. I completely disagree with that. They had 20 young women fast. And then look at images of romantic things doing it during an MRI. So this was just not well, Susie. Do you do you feel frisky? This they put her they put them in an MRI. Yeah. All right, and they did a scan of their brain. Um, then they put them in there on a full stomach, and they were much more responsive to romantic cues. The researchers said instead of being anxious and annoyed and irritable, which is the way we are sometimes when we're hungry, once they were satiated, they were able to get on to other things and better things. Now, it's a small study, but, you know, still, I was the University of California, San Diego. That's a great well, school. I know when I'm hangry, don't even come near me looking yeah, for that. right. You got to feed me first. But well, then, that but backs like up right what this after, But right after I eat, I don't really feel like... Well, maybe you do. I don't really feel like doing that. So if you're a guy, I mean, what you should take away from this is if you want to, you know, get with her... You should. You got to feed her. You, you I take her out for <laughs> take her out for dinner, and and then take her out for another dinner, <laughs> and maybe have dessert. I mean, at, after, a, at another place after you've eaten like a meal, is that what you feel like doing? Yeah. Right after. Why I don't see what the, you don't need some time to digest. Is. Do you think that I'm going to say? <laughs> well, I tell you what, this is one full belly, honey. I'm gonna. Hand me that toothpick over there. I'm going to need a few minutes for this stuff to kind of, if you know what I mean, digest. No. No. So you can just. How much am I eating? <laughs> well, you eat all day, every day. I do not. I eat three times a day. Every day. Every day with the eating. <laughs> like after you put down a lobster. I've seen you put yeah, down a oh, lobster. Yeah. I mean, I've seen you assassinate a lobster. Then you're going to nip off to the bedroom in your butter pants to get your loving on <laughs> 
Did you throw your butter pants away, by the way? Uh-huh, yeah. I spilled butter on my pants. Hot butter. <laughs> That's when we were on the RV trip. I had, it was the only only clean pair of pants I had. I had to wear the butter pants on the plane home. Seriously. <laughs> so, so I, I, you, know, you know how I got through that? I, I kept saying to myself, these people will never see me again. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, of course. You had your. I've. I've. Let me. Let me go through a meal with you. Okay, so you had some steamers or maybe some clam chowder. Then you had a lobster. Right. And you had um, a drink or two with it. Mm-hmm. And you're ready to push back from the table and go get your loving on. Yeah. I don't, why not? Got all that protein, right? Focused. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. What are you doing? You taking a nap or something? Mm-mm. Well, not right after. Well. It would depend. It would depend on what was for dinner or lunch or breakfast for that matter. Yeah. Okay. Why do you always look for excuses to be bad to a man? <laughs> to disappoint? Because I like to keep it novel. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> ah. You know why I think that is? Why this study is? Is because I think that as women... We walk around hungry so much of the time. It may be that. Because we're always trying it may to be like that. either lose weight or maintain weight loss. Mm-hmm. And everything, no, I'll just have a salad. I'll just have a salad. I'll just have a salad. I think we're so damn hungry all the time that it makes us bitchy and it, crazy. It, it may be. Yeah. When I saw this in, in Time Magazine, I, I went right back to when I was, I was like 22 years old. And this guy who I, I knew a little bit and I went on a double date, right? And so we, we finished dinner, and he said, this has stuck with me over these many years, you know, after a good meal, I like a woman. <laughs> and I, I was only 22, but I, I thought to myself, What are you, wow. Henry VIII? <laughs> exactly. Seriously? What woman, what woman would respond positively to that? But again, Idiot. it's like the Snickers ad says, you're not yourself when you're hungry. That's exactly right. It's hard to be in the mood. Sign up for our newsletter. We never spam you. Never did. Get Bob and Sherry exclusives. Just go to BobandSherry.com. I have a friend who just loves Ted Lasso, and uh, Mm. I've watched uh, some of it. I think it's really well done. And I was on BuzzFeed, and someone said that they were inspired by Ted Lasso. Let's play the clip that inspired them, and I'll tell you what she did. Well... I think it's a really good match. Ari's age appropriate, financially appropriate, sort of shy. I love that about him. Totally. In hell. Is there a problem? Tell the truth. He's fine. That's it. Nothing wrong with that. Most people are fine. It's not about him. It's about why the f you think he deserves you. You deserve someone that makes you feel like you've been struck by lightning. Don't you dare settle for fine. That's the line. Don't you dare settle for a fine. And the person who is inspired says, I was with my boyfriend for a little over a year. Things were fine, but he was emotionally unavailable and was unwilling to discuss the future when I brought it up. I was getting annoyed, but I didn't know what to do. I watched the Ted Lasso, I watched the Ted Lasso episode and got words from the great Roy Kent, don't you dare settle for fine. It flipped a switch, and I broke up with the guy the next week. Isn't that interesting? That watching a TV show, that one line says, I deserve better, 
than what I'm getting. It's Bob and Sherry. Thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast, the Oddcast, and Talking Lamar. We would love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review, and maybe share it with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again so much for listening. Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.